helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend. Discussing things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Now, in the house with Jared on News 104.5 WOKV. Good morning on this Saturday, June 1st, the first day of hurricane season. My name is Josh Smith, and I'm joined today with by Brandon Molthen. Brandon, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great. You know, typically, typically this show is, is run by Jared and, and Ken. It's called In the House with Ken and Jared. Uh, just to introduce myself, my name is Brandon Molthen. I'm actually the grandson of Ken and the nephew of Jared. Uh, so I've been in this construction game for for quite some time as well. Uh, so the great thing about this show is this gives you, the listener, an opportunity to uh, call us, the the experts, if you will, uh, in regards to uh, anything home improvement. If you guys are looking at something in regards to your roof, properly ventilating your roof, if you guys are looking at uh, potentially replacing your windows, if you guys have some do-it-yourself projects, or more importantly, uh, today is the first day of hurricane season. If you guys have any questions about hurricane preparation, uh, things to do, things not to do, uh, and basically some good next steps uh, in order to prepare for this hurricanes, this hurricane season that's that's here today. Yeah, and um, this is the first day of hurricane season. Like Brandon said, we're here. Ken is actually in Seattle uh, celebrating a, a family wedding, and Jared is out today. Um, it is his wife's birthday, so big happy birthday to Kara, uh, Jared's wife. Um, but we're here to talk about hurricane preparedness, home improvement. If you have a question for us, give us a call at 855-765-1045. That number again is 855-765-1045. One of the big things to talk about this weekend is the hurricane preparedness sales tax holiday for the state of Florida. It started yesterday, May 31st, and it runs through June 6th. Uh, one of the biggest savings on there, uh, you can go to our, our our Facebook, which is in the house show. We have a link to it because um, it's very specific in terms of batteries and, and price categories and things like that. But the probably the biggest savings that you're going to see is going to be $750 or less for portable generators. So if you've been eyeing a, a nice portable generator that would serve its purpose during hurricane season but maybe be also be a great tailgate generator, this is the weekend to go and get it because you're going to save on that sales tax. Um, and so really that's, uh, that's the big, the big to do this weekend if you, um, if you're going to be out and about and heading to a big box store. Um, wanted to go to Richard right now in Westside. Richard, good morning. Good morning. Um, glad y'all were able to fill in this morning. Um, I, my question deals with what am I allowed to do to my own property uh, without having to have permits? Not much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Florida Florida's interesting when it comes to, you know, when it comes to permitting. Um, they, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, the biggest reason they do it to actually protect protect you. I mean, there's been a lot of cases out there where, uh, you know, you people have hired contractors that um, – weren't exactly the, the the most suited for the projects that you're looking at, and um, and you know there's just been a lot of issues. So the permitting process really really started to kind of protect you, the homeowner, and make sure that things were getting done correctly. 
Um, All right, let me let 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 me narrow the scope even more. What am I personally allowed, not allowed to do, uh, as far as permit concerned? You know, if, if I if I wanted to, uh, 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 I'll be silly if I want to paint my bathroom uh, or whatever. What 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 can what can I what can I do myself? Without having to get permits, or what can't I do? Maybe that'd be a better better question. What can I not do personally? So, I mean, it's it's first and foremost, I I would I would look up your your county's web you know the website, um, you know Google your county and and you kind of can see some uh, permitting regulations and you know per county and what you can and can't do. But let me let me just put it this way. Um, in my personal home, you know, I've painted, uh, and I didn't pull a permit. Uh, you know, right. I believe doing aesthetic things in that nature, uh, you don't really need a permit for. But when it comes to replacing items, uh, moving walls, something with electrical, something that requires a change in the structure and the structure, the application of what you're working on, that's right. when a permit is required. So. Uh, for example, there's a you know in some areas, you're technically required to pull a permit to replace your toilet. I mean, there, it, it, uh, you know, it could it can get as minuscule as replacing yep. a toilet um, to as extreme as remodeling your whole house. Yep. So, right. And the big thing is is Richard is that if the reason it's there is because if you don't know what you're doing and for instance you got into a situation where you're like well you know the kids have moved out i don't need these two bedrooms side by side i'm going to knock the wall down in between and make one big plate you know one big game room and bring a pool table in for example sure. um if you didn't know what you're doing and that was a load-bearing wall you could very well um Right, damage the structure, hurt yourself, hurt somebody else. Um, The best thing to do, like Brandon said, is to is to call your local municipality, ask them. You know, they usually have a pretty good yes no uh, flow chart, if you will, of what you can and what you can't do. Um, If you're a handy person, you know, and it's it's inside your home, certainly the county is not going to come by and and see that you replaced a. a light switch with a dimmer, you know, something like right. that. But generally speaking, if you're going to start getting into structural changes, it's best sure. to reach to the county um, and, and get their um, recommendation. Okay. Uh, that, that answers my question, and I thank you very much. Well, yes. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Thank you so much. Uh, if, you are, if you're listening and, and you have, you know, a question as well, uh, our number here is 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855-765-1045. You can call us with any of your uh, home improvement questions, do-it-yourself, hurricane preparation, uh, roofing, siding, windows, whatever it is. Uh, we will do our best to steer you in the right direction. We are here for you. So with that said, let's go to Bruce in St. Augustine. Bruce, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a question that's uh, uh, code considerations versus what just should be good standard practices. I live in a quadruplex old uh, condo village, St. Augustine Beach. During uh, Matthew, we did have storm surge that came up over our foundations and flooded several of the ground floor apartments. There's never been any, since the places were built, any kind of tie-in, any kind of attempt to 
waterproof uh, the spot between the bottom plates and the and the slab. It's it's wide open, and currently they're having side. They have a contractor redoing the siding with fiberboard. It used to be uh, stucco over top of just fiberboard. And in this process, they're not doing anything to remediate that. So my question is, is it customary at this stage for a place that was built in the 70s, uh, would, would code enforcement or at least uh, contractors or doing things ethically try to put some kind of sealant or even flashing to tie in the frame structure to the uh, slab so that it won't leak through there? So you're talking about the point where the the slab meets um, basically the bottom plate of the studs. So the correct if you were to see through the just, wall, yeah, you there, can stick your finger. You can stick your fingers in there. Water can just flow right on in. Yeah, and you're saying the outside is now like a fibrous cement siding, kind of like a hardy siding. Yep, from from that from the bottom plate up. Yeah, so still just a, a spillway right on into the floor of the house. Yeah, if you said that it was. Um, a, a concrete basement and you were having water intrusion issues, that would be one thing. And I would tell you to look at a product called Barrier Guard uh, made by Hydrostop, and that's designed to to withstand standing water against a foundation. Um, where that point is, uh, you would definitely need to go with some sort of flashing to right. prevent water. Um, and also there's a secondary barrier behind that. So there, what I actually did when we did a remodel on my house is we used the zip system, which is kind of like an epoxy-coated 4-by-8 um, sheet of plywood, and then you seal this, the, the seams with this special zip tape. And then um, I went one step further and actually used uh, another underlayment on the outside of that to prevent water and moisture from getting into the house. And, and I'm familiar with needs to be done. My question is, uh, is it are most of the code enforcements on the beach communities in Florida uh, insisting on something like this happening in in a rehab situation? Like, shouldn't they yeah. be? They're, they're not doing. My point is, they're not doing anything. Right. So, so there's there's definitely a. a uh, difference between you know like the common sense way of, of fixing it and what the current code says. Um, generally, codes don't they don't move as quickly as as um, you see an issue and then you know we come up with a solution. Usually, there's a lot of studies, testing, and then implementation um, rather than just kind of like knee jerk uh, code updates, if you will. So most of the okay. code updates are very thoughtful. What I would recommend is reach to your county. Um, go to the, the municipality, the building department, speak to somebody there, maybe take a couple pictures and, and, and show them on your on your phone while you're there and just say, hey, listen, what is there a, is there a recommended solution versus a, um, a code-required solution? It may very well be that there's a code-required solution and it's not being done. If not, maybe there's a recommended solution and you can work with the contractor and potentially – you know, maybe there's an upgrade charge or something like that to uh, to include that in the scope. But generally speaking, you know, when we had the hurricanes back in like uh, 04, the big wind mitigation push for the whole state of Florida, all of those code upgrades didn't happen for a couple of years after that. But then when they did, it was sweeping. You know, the entire state took them on 
and that's when we got the wind mitigation where the insurance companies jumped in and said, okay, well, if you do these wind mitigation upgrades when you're doing your remodels, you know, we're going to give you a, a break on your, on your um, property insurance. So biggest recommendation that we have is head to your building department, maybe with some pictures, and ask okay. to actually speak to an inspector. Um, okay. Generally, the guys that are in the field might say, hey, listen, there's no code right now that says you have to do this, but I was just over on you know Smith Avenue and I saw a house where they did it and the contractor did a great job and and you know maybe he can point you in the right direction okay. of who to talk that, to. And that's the problem I'm in with is the 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 uh, condo owners association and the contractor. You know they all like each other very much, and the contractor's just saying, "Well, I'm following all the codes. I'm following all the codes." Right, but. Yeah, okay. and, they, and okay. they probably are, you know, definitely they, I would recommend that, or I would say that they probably are following them. Um, and what you're seeing probably three or four years from now will make its way into the code book. Okay. Well, that's helpful. Thank you very much. You are welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that actually leaves a line open at 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855 765 one zero four five. Um, we're that music means we're coming up on a break. That leaves the line open for you, so give us a call. We'll we'll chat after the break. Good morning. June first, the start of the Atlantic hurricane season. This is the In the House show. My name is Josh Smith, and I'm joined by Brandon Moulton. We are both here to answer your home improvement questions. Uh, if you have a question, roofing, siding, plumbing, electrical, air conditioning, give us a call at 855-765-1045. Again, that's 855-765-1045. Brandon, what are you doing this weekend to prepare for hurricane season? Yeah, man. So uh, there's a number of things that I do. I actually, uh, for my home, um, I have uh, I have hurricane shutters uh, for my windows. Very nice. Uh, and so, um, you know, I actually store them up in my attic. And so, you know, after this show, I'm actually going back and I'm going to start going through my panels, uh, making sure that I have them, you know, in order uh, and kind of in a, a good place to to reach them. Uh, and then I even sometimes go as far as just kind of placing them in the windows so that way. I have a good idea that they're still fitting properly, that nothing needs to be adjusted. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's just what I do personally uh, and on my home. Uh, now, there's, another, there's a number of items, a number of things that you could do. Um, you know, for the homeowner that doesn't have the shutters, uh, the built-in, you know, the built-in panel system that I have, uh, I, I have a lot of friends that actually, you know, they have plywood that's, you know, pre-cut and yeah ready to go <laughs> and just kind of things of that nature so they're not sitting there cutting plywood and putting up full sheets over a small window and they could just you know protect it another way yeah so. absolutely i love the idea of the shutters they're so nice they're aesthetically pleasing because when you pull them out you're not left with the holes in the in the sides of the house mm -hmm. you know it's it's just a very good look and very clean look um but then again there is the um the big tax-free holiday that started yesterday and it goes to June 6th. So 
obviously, um, I, like I mentioned before, anything up to $750 on the portable generator side, that is the, the big ticket item that you're going to save the most money on. Um, $750 or less portable generators are used to provide light or communications or to preserve food in the event of a power outage. Um, I love the idea of a good portable generator, especially um, something that could be dual purpose where you save the the sales tax on it and then have it for tailgating or or in the event that we do get a hurricane yeah and and as you guys are are thinking about um you know hurricane preparation some things to look at are you know your roof uh your windows uh, and you know doors and um and then also your trees i mean making sure that you don't have any you know loose you know, loose or kind of partly broken big tree branches, um, you know, because those are items that could cause some major damage to your home or vehicles or anything of that nature. And so uh, if you guys are are wanting to see, you know, if, for example, your roof uh, is in good condition and can and can handle, um, you know, handle some upcoming storms, uh, we do have a roofing company. It's called Universal Roofing Contracting. Uh, our phone number over there is 222 zero uh, nine four eight again that's two 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 zero nine four eight you can give us a call at universal roof and contracting what we do is we send out one of our guys or girls to come take a look uh, at your roof kind of give you a good idea of the condition of it uh, if there's any small repairs or anything that needs to be uh, taken care of uh, we can give you you know a quote most of the time right on right on the spot um, and uh, and help you kind of prepare for that yeah, that's a good idea to get done. You don't want to go into hurricane season. For instance, if you've had a couple of missing shingles, but it's been relatively dry mm-hmm. for the last six months, and it's you don't have a leak, but you have a missing shingle or two, that's definitely something that you need to have addressed. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's great is you know whether it's us or you or you look at another roofing contractor, just to get eyes on your roof never hurts. I mean, how often? Do you as a homeowner jump on your roof? Exactly. You know, it, it's not very often. Now, me, every day, I'm on roofs. Uh, I tell people I go on more roofs than Santa Claus himself. Probably. You know, so, <laughs> uh, you know, every day I'm looking at it. Uh, but for the typical homeowner, you know, that's the last thing they think about. Um, well, and to be honest with you, you're a professional. You go on roofs all the time. You know how to set a ladder. You know how to walk on shingles. That's right. From the ground, you actually could have a roof that looks fine, and you get up there, and all of a sudden the granulars just start coming loose. And now you're you're dancing on a on a six twelve pitch. You don't really you're not familiar with how to walk on it, and it could be it could be fatal. I mean, we we have known people yeah. that are in the business and have had horrific accidents, um, you know, falling off a ladder or falling off a roof, and those are professionals. Yeah. So the best thing to do. I don't personally like getting on my roof. It's a 612 pitch. And so when you have a company like Universal Roofing Contracting that's willing to come out and give you a free estimate, it's better to have them come out and look at it. And then if they say, well, hey, your roof's in great condition, then move on. The season's, you know, welcome the season. That's right. But I I, um, am not a big fan of walking on on my own roof. I, uh, you know, I do have a two-story house, but I just – I'd just rather not do it, you know. It's yeah. it's just one of those things where someone that does it every day is much better at it, and um, I don't have to take my life in my own hands. Yeah, that's right, man. And uh, on the flip side, if you have some, you know, window concerns that you guys, 
are looking at. You know, you guys want to look at um, maybe you're, you don't you don't believe your windows are strong enough to withstand the winds, or they're not uh, you know hurricane rated, or you know maybe you want to look at some shutters. Um, we also you know you know there's a company called Renewal by Anderson of, of Florida that that we use quite a bit, and uh, you know they have first of all they have a great product. Uh, and their frame of the of the window, uh, it's called FiberX. It's a there's nothing like it out there. There's not. Um, and then as far as you know the the uh, the consultants that come out, they'll be able to, you know, first of all tell you if there's problems with your windows that that might not be able to withstand some winds. Uh, and then they can even offer you some you know some shutter options. And uh, if you want to give them a call, their number is two 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 eight zero six four. Again, 222-8064. But the purpose of this show uh, is to answer your home improvement questions. Maybe you have some do-it-yourself uh, problems or some things that you want to be building. Uh, there's been a big trend around where people are taking old pallets and they're repurposing those. I have done quite a few projects myself with that. Uh, if, if you are one of those people that want to see how you take apart a pallet properly and how you can make um, – you know, a design wall or or how to build um, some shelving out of it. Yep. Um, you know, call us with those questions. If you have questions about, uh, you know, the best types of floors that you that you want to use in your home, uh, we're here to help you. Our phone number here at the at the show is 855-765-1045, 855-765-1045. Be sure to give us a call and. Uh, that music means we have to take a quick break. Uh, the line's open for you. We look forward to answering your questions. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to 104.5 WOKV in the house with Jared. Uh, my name is not Jared. I'm, I'm actually Brandon Moulton. I am the nephew of Jared. I've uh, been in the construction industry uh, with Jared basically my entire life. And with me today is Josh. Uh, he has a... a, a plethora of knowledge in the construction field as well and so um you know we're here today to to help answer your questions uh there's a line open for you it's 855-765-1045 and uh it actually appears that we have um an, a caller online and his name is tom and Northside. tom how are you this morning good how are you guys doing oh we're doing fantastic thank you so much for calling Listen, I have a I have a question, and it's not really related to construction, but it kind of sort of is. I just renewed my uh, – I upgraded, actually, my homeowner's policy from my current insurance. Uh, I did some research on them, and they had some bad reviews. So I, I upgraded my homeowner's insurance. When I got my policy, I flipped it over, and it stated that if you have damage to your home from water that was caused by a hurricane – other than other than a surge, is that covered under the under the policy? In other words, what I'm trying to say is, say a tree limb went through my roof during a hurricane and water came into my house, is that considered flood damage? So, Tom, you are approaching a topic that I've dealt with at my own home. I do not live in a flood zone, and homeowners insurance, generally speaking, does not uh, provide flood insurance. There is flood insurance, the national. Um, it's actually kind of insured through the federal government. Um, that's where flood insurance goes through. But you can buy it from your homeowner's agent. I My personal flood policy is $400 a year. reason I know that is because it's just now up for renewal, and I actually just paid it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you get into a very legalese situation, and exactly what you just described, a tree limb punches a hole in your roof, it's raining, but then you also have water intrusion in your home. So generally speaking, if there was no rising water anywhere on your property, if a tree limb penetrates the roof and the home floods, that is a result of the tree limb. That is not what they would consider a flood. That said, but, but, there's a lot right, of legal during a hurricane, policies. Right. right. So during a hurricane, if it's rising water, right. they have that ability to go and, and claim that that is rising water, so that is a flood. And then you okay. get into a very, uh, very legal situation of determining what they are going to cover and what they're not. The my right. my recommendation is the four hundred dollars a year is worth it. Have the mm-hmm. flood policy and have your homeowner's right. policy, and then you're covered. Mm-hmm. You're covered either way. Um, right. And I had a I had a friend of mine that lived on Broward Road when they took the hurricane last year. I didn't know this, and he didn't either, that um, the flood insurance only covers from the waterline down. Everything from the waterline up is considered homeowners. Correct. And you, At least so, on his policy. Right, and on his policy. And what I would do is work with your agent – Get a price mm-hmm. on flood, buy the flood insurance. I mean, if it's three, four, five hundred dollars a year, whatever the right. price is, it's worth having. And the reason I say that is just because I don't have the time to, and I don't know about anyone else that does, to deal with, uh, you know, picking through what what's covered and what's not, just because you didn't have the flood policy. You know, right. if rising water right. is a, a concern. You're better to just have it. So reach right. to your local. Uh, reach to your agent, talk to them, and uh, mm-hmm. see see what they'll charge you for a flood policy. And uh, that would that would be what we would recommend is you know to have, yeah. a, have a good flood policy. Yeah, because the roof was put on. I put a I put a brand new roof on um, about five or six years ago, and I used that um, that peeling stick underlayment. Yep. Yeah, great. Instead of using regular felt. Mm-hmm. And the idea was if it did blow shingles off, then that would give me a a water barrier. You know between the 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 sub the sub sub roof and the you know to keep the water off I, yeah. I hope <laughs> yeah absolutely of yeah, course I, you know if we take if we take a category three or better what's the difference I mean really <laughs> right and yeah. in that case like what you're saying is if you do get that that level of a hurricane it's best to have the flood insurance because if you did need to leave and evacuate then you know you're covered in terms of flood or you know property whether it be projectile or wind damage or mm-hmm. right well, good luck yeah. with that, Tom. All right. Well, thank you very much. You guys have a great day. All right. You too. And uh, just quickly, just a touch point on a, on a topic that he mentioned was having a peel and stick, you know, underneath his shingles uh, as a secondary water barrier. That actually is a great idea. Uh, that's something I recommend on, on a lot of roofs that I'm doing uh, is to have that secondary water barrier, um, you know, on the whole roof. Uh, but most importantly, have it in areas around like penetrations that come through the roof, like your like your ventilation or pipe stacks uh, in valley areas. Uh, those are definitely those are definitely areas you want to have some extra protection. But I do always recommend uh, the whole roof because in the event that a hurricane comes and it rips off a shingle, you do have a secondary layer of protection to mitigate the water that's coming in your home uh, during that time. So. Um, Tom, thanks so much for your call. I really, I really appreciate it. If you're still listening, uh, we actually have another, uh, another call on the line, and uh, Sonia and Panavidra. Um, hi, Sonia. How are you? 
fine. Um, my question is, I have a couple of storage pulled down in my garages um, with no ventilation. Um, I've put, they're completely enclosed. I've put a dehumidifier in both of them with, you know, drainage into the water softener for one because it was near. I, you know, drill the hole, put it down. The other one goes outside the garage. Um, it's, they both feel dry, but is it worth putting a little portable AC and doing the same thing with a drain? Or, you know, I'm just storing Christmas and and whatnot stuff up there. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, is to not have any ventilation. Is this... Um is this like an attic space? Is, is that what? Yeah, I'm... attic space where I pull down from the garage, but there's no, um, you know, there's no ventilation. There's no, it doesn't, you know, around the roof line. I know I had a, a house before that, you know, I guess it's kind of like open around the soffits. Right. But these are completely enclosed. But I do, like I said, have a portable dehumidifier with a drain line going somewhere. Um Okay. Uh, in your attic space, do you have like a, a spray foam system, like on top of the, like underneath the roof well, deck? Well, I mean, like I said, it's 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 completely enclosed. It's not like connected to. It's like below the roof. Do you do you know what I mean? Um, it has a top, bottom, but I see. But the yeah. roof is so, yeah, almost I like a have room. Spray foam. Gotcha. So it's like you have like a, a it's almost like a room up there. Um, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, I believe, like, uh, I mean, you've got a dehumidifier, which will pull the moisture out, but those yeah. actually will, will heat the room in the process of the dehumidification because um, they're not they're not air conditioners. So what the dehumidifier does is it pulls the moisture out, but in doing so, it actually puts some heat into the room. Um, you got the right idea with the dehumidification. Um, I, would, I would recommend, if you're really just looking to get some airflow in and out of there, Leave the dehumidifier and then maybe just add, um, maybe just add like a vent grill, like an like a grill used for air conditioning. Uh, you uh -huh. know, just cut a hole and just have the grill. That way, it just allows air to move freely between that and your garage. Oh, never thought of that option. Yeah, I mean, adding like a mini split into that area, you're going to be spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To protect Christmas stuff. Um, yeah. And if you're already pulling the moisture out, which is probably yeah. the biggest issue, I would say just having a free where air is allowed to kind of exchange between that and the garage, that should probably take care of whatever you're concerned about. Okay. Well, I'm concerned, you know, because I can't see behind these, you know, enclosed walls. Is that... Yeah. Um, I mean, am I going to have... I, I made sure they were completely... Um, paint it well with a real exterior glossy, even though it's inside um, paint. I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering, if, are the walls, you know, what's going on on the other side, or is it okay because I have the dehumidifier? And, um, is your garage insulated and your garage door insulated? Um, I mean, they're newer garage doors, but, uh, yeah, I guess they are kind of insulated, but, I mean, it's not like the house, you know, the garages, obviously. Yeah. Um, if you do a lot of work in the garage, I would say it would probably be worth the money to put the mini split 
actually in the garage and then just have some vents installed in between the room and the garage. That way the cool air in the garage can transfer back and forth with that room that you have for storage. Okay. Um, okay. And then you get the benefit of if you're out in the garage tinkering, you're not, you know, it's not 104 degrees. It's like, you know, 80. So, um, wh- I'm sorry, what do you mean by mini split? What's that? Uh, it's a mini split air conditioner. So outside, there's a oh. very slim, small condenser, uh, and then on the inside, it basically just mounts to a wall, and it's yeah. all self-contained. And generally, they have a remote control that you just put somewhere in the room, and that that's what monitors the temperature. That's the thermostat, and then they they get fancy as they go. Mitsubishi makes some great ones um, where like the louvers go up and down as it's running, so it kind of circulates the cooled air. Um, but that's a cost-effective way if you're ever gonna, if you ever want to just put some air conditioning in your garage and you have an inside a garage door because you you know you work in your garage a lot or whatever, um, it's a good way to have air conditioning and not have the expense of a full system. And most okay. most um, you know licensed air conditioning contractors in, install mini splits. Okay. However, you think maybe just a couple of vents. <laughs> Yeah. With the AC would do some, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that's definitely an, an interesting topic, making sure that, you know, your storage is staying, you know, cool and, and not not damp or anything of that yeah. nature. So, cool and dry. Um, yeah, that's definitely an interesting topic. Uh, in my In my personal home, uh, I have an attic space that is kind of enclosed as its own separate door. Uh, and what I did is I actually just put a solar power attic fan uh, on the roof side of it to pull out the air from the roof. Uh, it sounds like her situation is a little bit different, but uh, for me that helped out helped out a lot. Get all that hot air and all that humidity. all, all that humidity yeah. out uh, just straight out you know just straight out the roof you know decking itself. Uh, but with that in mind, we we actually have a, another line open for you. Uh, our phone number here at the at the show is eight five five seven six five one zero four five. If you have any home improvement questions, uh, you want to look at potentially you know something with your roof or anything in regards to your windows, you have a question about uh, replacing a, a a faucet on uh, on your sink. Um, you know, there's there's a number of a number of do-it-yourself questions that are out there. There's a line open for you: eight five five seven six five one zero four five. And coming up after the break, we actually have a text question from uh, Daryl in Jacksonville. Coming up after the break. Welcome back! Welcome back! Welcome back! This is in the house with typically it's Jared Mellick. Uh, today it's Brandon Moulton and Josh Smith. Uh, we are here filling in for Jared. We're doing our very, very best as uh, as that as that man has all the knowledge in construction and home improvement. Uh, and we have ten percent. Yeah, ten percent. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're pretty good. Maybe a solid thirty. Maybe a thirty. Give us a third. Yeah, man. But we're having a great day today. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Happens to be the first day of hurricane season. Uh, so as you guys are are moving along. 
uh, this season, make sure you take the time and precautions to make sure you have good window uh, treatment solutions. Make sure your roof is in good condition. Uh, if you want to give us a call at Universal Roof and Contracting, our number is 222-0948. If you're looking for some good window solutions, Renewal by Anderson of Florida, great window company, and they have some great shutter solutions, 222-8064. Uh, there's a line open for you. We still have some time. It's 855-765-1045. Again, 855-765-1045. And, uh, Josh, I believe we have a, a email or text yeah, question. Yeah, I, I got a text question here. Um, and this is actually right in your wheelhouse, Brandon. I think you have a lot of experience with this kind of stuff. It's Daryl from Jacksonville. Uh, he's had a couple different roofers come out, and they um, – they told him he has rusted metal along the edges of where the wall and the roof meet. Uh, one, Only one roofer told him that in order to replace that metal, that they need to replace the siding in order to do it properly. Other companies did not mention replacing siding to get rid of the rusted metal. Is this a scam to get more money? Well, that was a pretty in-depth question. It that is. That's a there. big text. <laughs> um, well, there's... Well, there's a number of things that you mentioned there that, um, you know, that there's a number of answers to it. So first and foremost, you had mentioned uh, that he's had uh, he has rusted metal along his roof and wall. So that's probably the flashing. Yeah. So the flashing where where you have a, a roof that meets a wall, um, there's there's typically and supposed to be a piece of flashing there. Uh, now, when we replace a roof at Universal, we actually uh, look at that flashing uh, because if that flashing is rusted, that means water is, you know, can find its way through that metal. I mean, water is working on that metal enough to rust it. It's right. going to have holes, uh, and typically it leaks. So depending on what that wall material is, when you're replacing a roof, in order, in order to replace that flashing, that flashing goes behind that wall. So if that's siding, then yes, typically you would have to replace the siding. If that's stucco, then typically you would have to cut out the stucco in order to replace the flashing. So that definitely is um, that's definitely a solution that we look at. Now, when you are when you are talking to contractors in regards to this matter, uh, replacing that flashing uh, when it goes onto the wall portion of it, uh, in order to properly to properly replace that flashing. Uh, you have to have a different type of contractor's license in order to, to move up the wall. So a roofing contractor can replace flashing, but they can't replace all the siding that's on the wall. Right. Uh, and so, um, uh, Daryl, you know, if you're listening to us, uh, you know, you mentioned you had a couple, a couple contractors not mention about that flashing. Uh, it's possible that they just don't have the proper licensing, uh, in order to, in order to, to do that. And so, their solutions are with some sort of counter flashing or just not doing it in entirety, right. uh, which isn't the right solution. Yeah, you need to get that rusted metal out of there. Mm -hmm. If there's if there's rust, um, then there's obviously an issue. And the best thing to do would be to, as Brandon's saying, pull it out, have a contractor that does carry the proper license to actually move up the wall if need be, mm -hmm. because. Chances are, if there's already some rusted metal in the flashing, you might actually find some significant wood rot when you start getting behind that 
Yeah, yeah siding. Absolutely. And if you're listening, you're wondering, what is a roof-to-wall transition? What I mean by that is, you know, let's just say you have a fireplace and you have a chimney that goes, you know, through the roof and it and it has stucco around it or it has siding. Uh, that is a, a roof-to-wall transition. You know, in that area, there should be proper flashing, you know, that goes underneath the shingles and, and then up the wall of that chimney. Uh, you know, chimneys are, are an area that leak quite quite constantly because of contractors not properly waterproofing those areas, which is properly putting in flashing. Uh, and sometimes counter flashing is needed. Um, but uh, yeah, getting that waterproof is a big deal because if you have a, like Brandon's saying, if you have a penetration and you have a, like for instance, a two story house, but the garage is only one story where the garage roof meets a, a vertical wall, whether it be stucco or siding, if water's getting back there and you already know that the flashing is rusted, don't put a new roof on without prop- having it done properly because you actually could be getting into a world of hurt. You put a brand new roof on and then find out later that you've got significant structural damage behind that flashing due to, to wood pen- or water penetration causing uh, wood rot. Yeah, and if you're in the same situation as Daryl where you're, you're kind of having mixed um, – you know, mixed reviews of your roof and and what's needed in regards to flashing. Uh, I would always I would always take a look at you know what type of licensing, what type of, what type of work they've done in the past. Uh, is it something that that they can do? You know, so as I mentioned before, a roofing contractor can only do so much, uh, and a and a building contractor can only do so much. Um, and so. Uh, for us at Universal, we're both. We have we have all, you know we have both of those licenses, so we're able to kind of do everything uh, in regards to a roof meeting a wall uh, and properly fixing those areas so that way we don't have issues. But uh, anyways, this this pretty much wraps up our our uh, our day. So again, if you are in some of the same situation as Daryl, give us a call at Universal. Uh, we are, we will be able to assist you in those matters, uh, Daryl. Please take down our number. It's 222-0948. Again, that's 222-0948. Again, this is In the House with typically Jared Mellick, but today it was with Brandon Moulton and Josh Smith. Uh, It's been a pleasure uh, speaking to everyone that has called us in today. It's been a great day. Everybody stay safe this hurricane season. See ya. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401K, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.